0: Welcome to Exploring the Ozarks, where we tell the history and stories of locations, places, and people that make up the Ozarks. Here's Matt! Thank you, David. You should wait. We should listen to the end of this real quick.
1: It, 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 it keeps going. It gets pretty epic. Oh, there's cheering. Oh, wow. I never we should heard probably, this part. I
0: know. We should probably give it some more time. Appreciate My brother made this, made this clip for his podcast, and he was like, yeah, there's actually more to it. I was like, oh, we only used the first 20 seconds. He's like, oh, well. I kind of like that part. <laughs>
1: That's pretty good. We
0: may have to give it more intro time next time. I'll, uh, I'll speak later. Talk slower next time. I'll talk. Welcome to Exploring <laughs> the Ozarks.
1: Hey, everybody. I'm Matt Graham, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vice President with Central Bank of the Ozarks. Uh, but we're not here to talk about me. Thanks we for, have fun uh, here. Thanks yeah. for tuning in to Exploring the Ozarks. <laughs> and it's everything David said and more. Um, and we're here today at Springfield Studio One for this podcast. But Check them out if you need to record your own podcast. Put on a small play. There is a stage uh, curtain all that kind of stuff. The Springfield Improv r- operates out of here, actually. Uh, and I did say it last time, but A&E was also here filming some yes, documentary stuff yes, last week. So that's not Professional a, production crew. Not again. a huge deal. Like not a means. huge deal. Um, I
0: actually, it was funny. I didn't realize who they were when they first called. I, and They, had they one didn't of their, say this is A&E? No they, said, well, they, well, no, they didn't, but their email said it, and a couple of the people said it. But I was like, A&E, what is... What is (laughs) Annie? I don't know what this is. I thought it was just some production company that wanted to do a docu-series. It's a full-on, like.
1: Yeah. yeah, big, a big, yeah, yeah
0: big production big network. I was like, okay,
1: well, cable <laughs> station. Yeah, <laughs> and you can also come in here and play music, or just need a space to rent for an event. Uh, he does have a meeting space that holds up to what 120 people back no, there, fifty to seventy five. Easily looks way
0: bigger. Event wise, I could have 150. So that's here what today. I was thinking. So uh, in the venue, like where the stage is at, yeah, it's easily 50, you could get up to 75, 80. It's a venue, uh, big venue,
1: yeah. big building. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, all the podcasting sites like. Spotify and iTunes store anything Mm -hmm. your kids watch or anything like that we're going to be available on that so
0: and we do have a website as well
1: talk about the website and and then then, we also
0: have springfieldstudio1.com if you you want to know more about that there you go and explore on net. I think is that what it is? Yeah, Jake. Jake's the, the, the camera, net. the behind-the-scenes guy that does everything else. He's nodding. Yeah, so
1: that's good. If he's nodding, <laughs> then we're good. Uh, and then we also have something called Patreon. So we also yes. let's talk about sponsorships real quick. We've got a yes. line of people out we the door. We got business sponsors that are wanting to sponsor yeah. the show, and we do have a price list for for anyone that does want to sponsor the show. Please get with us at some point. Now there is also something called Patreon, and David, I'll let you take over in that one.
0: Yeah, because that's uh, that's the way that of course we have the business sponsors we have people that want to give us a lot of money to have their name put out there and then the patreon is more for individuals that wants to support so these are five ten twenty five dollars a month tiers you do get things like shout outs and we're working on getting some merch out there and some other things that happen with it so Mm -hmm. um um, if you want to help us with our you know help us with what we're doing here because we don't charge anybody to come on here and the things that we do but we do still have a production crew and things that you know cost money so absolutely uh if you want to help with our continuing on our mission to explore the Ozarks and tell these stories, then... You know, having multiple people give us these small donations really makes a difference. So well, and we do rely on, on Patreon.
1: We rely on a lot of input from people across yes. the Ozarks and our friend base, and uh, we really appreciate everybody's support. We've got a lot of good feedback on this, and we just started this last. Well, shoot, it's February now, so it's about January. thirty days ago. Yeah, and we've got. But a, we're already
0: booked out through the end of March,
1: and we've got yeah. a ton of stuff that we're going to be doing more often. And our guests just keep getting cooler mm-hmm. and cooler. Every time that we just had uh, the Ozarks River Coalition in here talking about linen lure and some yeah. of the things they're trying to pr- trying to do to protect uh, access to our rivers and streams. Then <laughs> we segue into my friend Amanda Haynes, from Nixa. Technically, I'm going to say you're from Nixa because that's where <laughs> you graduated. Uh, David's from, yeah, David's from Ozark.
0: I so. had a Nixa address. It was really weird. See, he was Nixa address, so close to greatness. To Ozark. Yeah, literally, the Nixa school bus would drive by our place, to and you would just dream of
1: being on that bus. No, I right? would be like,
0: thank goodness. Oh, stop. oh my Whatever. goodness! I am so glad I'm not over there. Yeah, I'm sure. In that area, it's just so hilly over there. I don't know.
1: So hilly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It's, it's, okay. it's flatter nose arc I don't, I, guess. Yeah, I, don't I, don't I don't know I don't know where I'm going with that I just,
1: <laughs> but yeah so he, so he dreamed his whole life of being a Nixian and so he's in the presence of two great ones right now so. I will
0: say this I always did like your mascot more
1: oh yeah the
0: eagles because I love flight I mean if, if, if you know me I mean <laughs> I have, space, I have space stuff yeah, everywhere yeah, around yeah, here yeah, and yeah, I, flight
1: yeah. cacaw that was our that was our, our call at Nixa caw-caw. to each other when we we're in public caw-caw. we say cacaw and people know I'm just kidding no okay um, thank you
0: I was very concerned I was like I can't see a whole bunch of teenagers <laughs> doing that. I mean, maybe maybe in a facetious way. Right,
1: right. No, that's like, really that's how we identify each other in, in public.
0: <laughs> and in Ozark we'd go Raw Right. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, it was tigers, very very
1: yeah. intimidating. Yeah. With the claws. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yes. <laughs> now I was in choir so I would sing it. Raw Oh God. <laughs> you can't call that very well to cacaw. be that great.
1: anyways it sounds better we when you could do go it. operatic you know, we could be really out there <laughs> anyways we have amanda heinous here and i'm going to go ahead and pitch that your your business that you've, you've created from all of these um things that you're doing is true path adventures um can we find you on facebook and all those other places which go ahead and tell us where we can find you real quick amanda before we jump in
2: Yeah, under my name on Facebook, I do have a website that's truepath-coaching.com, where you can find all the information about my business and the different ways that we share and help people get out there into their own adventures.
1: Very cool. And, you know, it seems like that's kind of the theme of everything we're talking about right now is getting outside. I mean, I've done uh, a few of my Matt's moments and stuff like that. We went and I talked to Howler Bike Park and, and talked to them about it. So everything that it seems like we're doing is drawing us to the outside world, which That's a big part of exploring the Ozarks. That's why we started exploring the Ozarks. It's a huge reason for it, yeah. Exploring in itself is not just sitting behind your phone looking at things on Google because you can't explore that way, but getting out and doing these things. We wanted to show everybody in this area that there might be something that you're missing, right? And the history. I mean, give you reason to go to these places, too. Absolutely.
0: We always go back to your place, but just like the Indian (laughs) trails and the the caves and the the things you have on there, that's just a very small portion to Missouri history.
1: Right, and it's right outside my door. But, you know, maybe someone that's lived here and I was just having this conversation at lunch with Heath Ballard and McLean Middleton. Oh, seriously? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say, oh past, yeah, right? yeah, 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 <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. But uh, uh-huh. we were talking about why why we started this, and it was because I, I was, you know, thinking to myself a long time ago, and David thought the same thing. Is mm-hmm. even though we might have lived here our whole lives, we might not know about something that yeah almost could be life-changing to be honest with you. Anytime I know I go outside and I go hiking myself, it seems like that's my therapy. That's my church. That's my cathedral. That's where I go to get away from everything and kind of rezone. And to me, it's a very spiritual thing. It's a very Mm -hmm. mentally, um, uh, not exhausting. It's the opposite of exhausting. It's mentally charging to me to get outside and explore these places. Right. So if I can help somebody else get out and do these things and add value to their life, then that's what this show is all about. So for me,
0: I mean, I should, should throw my thing in there. I like finding hidden treasures and gems. And I personally, my background is in political science, city planning, organization so like when bob was on here talking about bob the, Dixon, the, yeah. the forgotten cities of green county super cool i mean stories. that to me is like it's a hidden thing it's a cool thing it's a history thing suddenly you can still go visit right and those are the other things we're trying to expose there too Absolutely. it's like you know all these cool things that are just here in the ozarks or just
1: like look behind you there's a civil yeah. war scabbard yeah. on the wall right there behind right. you military scabbard uh, from the union soldiers and that was found by david's cousin older brother older brother yeah. where he was doing some excavating and they mm-hmm. found that sitting wow. in the ditch right yep. like and that's where we I, mis- live. <laughs> I mistakenly
0: tried to clean it up when i was younger and then I, now i'm older and i realized that's okay probably shouldn't have done
1: that but yeah don't mess with handles mm-hmm. Now it's backwards, exactly. but either way, that's what this is really all about. So let's dive into Amanda Haynes and the last name is spelled H O E N E S. If people are wanting to, 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 yes, reach they out to want to look you up. You. If people yeah. didn't go to Nixit with Right. Because <laughs> right? you're like, how do you spell Haynes? <laughs> is there a Y in there somewhere? Not at all. But, uh, not at all. Um, but Amanda, Aww. you've got some of the coolest stories of anybody I know. And I don't know. Let's let's start with Amanda. You went to Nixa, but you were a transplant from where? Oh, oh gosh, here we go. Oh, take, backstory you, take you time. back time, Amanda. Oh, back <laughs> backstory.
2: We moved a lot. I was the yeah. new kid, and I think seven or eight times. Um, we started out in Nobnoster up by Warrensburg.
1: Okay. Came okay.
2: to Springfield, where I went to Wanda Gray and Cherokee. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ended up at Nixa. Ooh. Graduated from Branson. So.
1: Yeah, that's oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, oh, that you got to go. Yeah,
0: I was going to sit send. Oh man,
2: senior year, right? <laughs> right. <so you laughs> oh moved man, lot. that's rough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I I buy into. I think moving uh, made me comfortable being the new kid, and so I buy into a lot of what you guys were just talking about. But most people don't just stumble across a. A sword in the ditch. (laughs) That's pretty rare. We have to step out and look for those. So that's what I'm about. I've really bought into same same mission: getting people to recognize that we have to proactively chase those adventures, and that's how we find those little gems.
1: Right, and sometimes you find yourself along the way, and um, you know, a lot of people go through a lot of things. I've not told my personal story on this. Yet, yeah, we will get to that point. But another big reason why we started this was because I also have been on my own personal journeys and been through some tragic events and things like that. So, exploring was my way of self medicating pretty much and finding these little gems. I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I don't hear anybody talking about this. Why is that? Well, number one, a lot of people don't talk about it because they don't want anybody knowing about it. Mm-hmm. Number two, uh, most of those people just don't know it's available, right? Um, and then there's other people like Amanda that take it upon themselves to uh, do some epic things that nobody else I know really has done. Maybe one other person, but they didn't make it as far as you did by floating on the Missouri River to the Mississippi River and then down to the Gulf of Mexico. We're going to explore that, but let's explore who Amanda is first. So Amanda, you graduated from Branson. I'm very sorry to hear that. Um, But Tell us what happened after that. What happened after Branson? Oh, after, sorry. After I didn't you, mean do that again. After you graduated, it was a double joke. After you went to Branson and you graduated, where did Amanda go after that?
2: Well, I continued to move right. about every five years. It's become a trend, but no, I. Um...
0: That's what my family does too. We buy a house, <laughs> every five years, I told my wife, "I was like, we need to move here. It's been five years of this house." Some people oh just kindred just spirits in, over and here. Kind of have that, to keep right? moving. I yeah. move the living room furniture around every once in a while. My wife right. complains about that a lot by moving. She'll go somewhere the for a weekend, yes. and I'll have moved everything around. Oh, don't yeah. do that! And she'll be like, "What?" No. Are you? And then she finally, when I lo- left to go out, do out, do out of town one time, <laughs> she sold the furniture and bought new stuff. Oh. She's like, "Ha! How do you feel?" I'm like, "This is great. I'm going to move it next time you're out of town." So, Sorry, yeah, that was. So funny. I so, went to Mizzou. Yeah.
2: Um, didn't really have a direction. Changed majors a couple times in one year. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> had a close friend of mine die, and it kind of sent me reeling. Okay. Um, I dropped out of college. Decided I wasn't ready for that big move yet. Wow. Also, ironically, decided I didn't want to make any major life decisions on my own. So I driving down the road, go into the Marine Corps recruiting office, and decide though. They'll make every decision. They'll make every, every decision for you. Yeah,
0: every decision. Here, this will be a
1: and blanket here. boy,
2: did they. Um, so it was peacetime when I joined, so things changed a lot within nine months after I enlisted.
1: What year was that?
2: Went to boot camp in January of 2001. Wow. Uh, yep. Okay, here yes. we go. I was yep. actually in mechanics school. I went air crew, so I was air crew on helicopters. Oh, cool. and So I was in my second to last school when the Towers Oh, wow. Were hit. And so, of course. Super speed everything oh, at that We point, think it's though. a Hollywood movie. They, right. they didn't have any captions or anything. And so, right. it still gives me goosebumps thinking about it. But after that, everything changed. Of course, within the next year and a half, we were deployed as the first round in Gosh. Iraq.
1: Wow. War. Straight uh, over.
2: Yeah. So, long story short, three deployments later, six years I get out. Um. Wow. bought a house and decided I was ready to finish school. Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, went to Colorado. You knew what you want to do at that point. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, changed
2: majors four more times. Oh well.
0: <laughs> Four more times. I can relate to that too, because I think I switched like four, four times total. And then I found yeah. history. That's and why that I was, I was
2: like, everybody okay. said, what are you going to do with that? I said, I don't care right i enjoy it's it something you
0: enjoy people yeah. ask me that about political science too i'm like writing oh. a book still working
1: out for you writing yeah.
2: a book you'd be amazed or maybe you wouldn't at how much that history degree helped oh right?
1: i yeah. bet Tell i can only stories. imagine so especially in the area you were because you were going to mizzou up in that area so you probably were absorbing some of that as you were going right sure sure, sure.
2: i well i did finish college from colorado state i okay. loved have always loved the rocky mountains Oh yeah. so mm-hmm. i ended up a decade between Colorado and then went to work in Montana for I love a company. Montana too. <laughs> so spent five years hunting in the back country up there. Oh wow! <laughs> My dream life. Yeah. Um, and then I took a job. I was ready to get back to the Midwest, a little closer to family. My sure. brother's in Chicago with his family. Uh, Cole's department stores was a customer at the time, so reached out to them as a as a network contact and took a job with them and their headquarters.
1: Wow. Oh, you just with called some- them and were like, hey, I think I'm going to come work for Cole's," And they're like, yeah, we've heard about you. Come on that's over. That's literally
2: exactly how it happened. He goes, I'll fly you in tomorrow. We'll talk to you.
1: Next. Why does that happen with every person we have on this podcast? They've got a similar story about taking the bull by the horns, essentially. And we love that about our people. So, yes. And,
2: and I think you're following your plan. When you know where you're supposed to be and you follow that, things tend to fall in place in my experience.
1: Absolutely. Well, we talked about it's all a God thing, and, and that's... Yeah, pretty much what it boils down to so after Coles, you got bored it sounds like right so i
2: got laid off i didn't get bored. oh hell. well, well i was probably a little bored by that point but probably. covid hit you might have heard of it there's,
1: there's crickets are bad we're done talking about <laughs> covid uh, no. Yeah, okay. no no so this is what Sorry, sent okay. that, you that was
0: that was the court sound
1: okay so then you get laid off during yeah. covid what what year was that then
2: 2020 Wow. summer of 2020 <laughs> right after
1: COVID became a thing okay
2: literally so and and they had a lot of other changes that I think they'd been planning so it all kind of worked um together and after that a lot of my coworkers, of course jumped right into other jobs IT was still hiring mm. madly um uh-huh. and yeah. I just had this niggling doubt like, I, I don't know. I'm looking out this picture window in Wisconsin at another dreary winter up there. <laughs> I'm like, I just don't know. Uh, so I actually ended up selling my house and bought an RV and went on the road for five oh months. My gosh, here That's we fun. Go. Wow. It was awesome.
1: I, yeah. Uh, where'd you go first?
2: I went down through Arkansas. Somewhere warm. South Carolina through Georgia. And oh, nice. Love it. And Florida. Spent a couple weeks in Texas, which... Not so proud of.
0: But. <laughs> <laughs> I go to Texas every year, actually, yeah. but I go to, to watch this, the rocket ships being built. In Most Texas, of it is so yeah. boring.
1: But it's really, really big. It's actually got a lot of beautiful land. Yes, I love around Austin, New Braunfels. That area is is gorgeous. So yes, all right. Headed
2: up the West Coast. um, Oh, you went like
1: all all the
2: way up to to Vancouver, Washington. Very nice. Hit all the parks on the way through there. Camped most of the way. Alaska at all? Um, No, didn't make it that far. That's still on the the marketplace. I was going to say, don't tempt her, dude. That's been on there a long time.
1: All right. But I
2: did get all this time I was thinking about, at first, is it even possible? I, I didn't know. As I learned, a lot of people don't know that you can actually make it all the way in water from the headwaters of the Missouri River in Montana to the Gulf of Mexico.
0: So I my, did not know that.
1: My
2: first thought is, can I do it?
1: <laughs> what then, are the logistics?
2: And then once I learned it was all water, <laughs> um, then I was like, what would it take to do it? Oh, and gosh. so I spent eight months planning that while it was moving and on the road. And towards the end of that, I started thinking, I had put down my Great Pyrenees of 11 years. Oh no. End of an era. But that mm-hmm. had been three years. And so I kind of started thinking I might be ready for another dog. And if I'm going to go live on the river, maybe that would be a good time to have a dog. Mm-hmm. There are reasons not to do it. Um, <laughs> there are some grizzlies. There are other things that can go wrong. So. Sure.
1: But protection I- ultimately as well, too. Yeah. And company. Part. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a big thing. I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of solitude on that. It's really either a dog or a volleyball. Yeah. Like, yeah. like Wilson, yeah, Wilson. from Wilson. Castaway. Tell me you named your dog Wilson. He's, oh, gosh. Please. No, Hank. <laughs> Hank <laughs> Hank's cool. Hank's Hank Williams good. when he's in trouble. Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could be. You know. I don't know. I just saw Six his
2: Six degrees little, of separation. There we go. He's <laughs> on the cover of that book. <laughs> I noticed that. And, and I just saw those brown eyes online. I was just fishing <laughs> at some shelters. What kind of dog? He's a little pit bull lab mix.
0: Oh, that's cool. That's a good mix. It yeah. would be very, very good for protection as well. Well, and
1: he's watching that cameraman too. So, yeah, he's mm-hmm. watching that for mom. Yeah.
2: He's watching him thinking, Do you have any treats? <laughs> <laughs> he, he has one motivation. Oh, good.
1: So, you got your dog. You've Wait, no. At, <laughs> you've looked at the logistics the of, okay, so <laughs> mm. let's keep going on. Okay. So, where did the joy, where did you go from there then? You found out you could do it. You got your yeah. dog.
2: So, I spent a lot of that time planning, like, I don't even know. What can I use? Can I use a canoe? Right. How do I keep everything dry? Am I camping? Oh my How do gosh. I camp? What do I need? What kind of clothing do I need? Layers. Right. That's going to go through multiple seasons. Oh, yeah. In multiple different states. How Thir- much food? 13 different states. 13 How much states. food? How and it's all work?
0: water? Or did you have to portage at all? Or I had to
2: portage. There yeah. are 17 portages. What? Ugh, 11 reservoirs.
1: Well, so you have to worry about weight. Which is why she's got mm-hmm. the wheels on the front of the, oh, the canoe. Because yeah. she can take the canoe, flip it over, and put, put, it put it on, on top on, of her, and let yeah. it roll behind. Right? Yeah. So, so had, you had to research even that part, yes, right? Yes, yeah. I
2: did. I got creative, though, too. My worst fear was that I'd be out on one of those reservoirs and capsize. Because everybody talks about the waves and the wind. And I'm not going to be, I'm a I mean, I was talking swimmer. to somebody last yesterday about Humble that. Humble too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm comfortable. We've always grown up in the water, so I'm comfortable yeah. with that. But a canoe full of water, I wasn't sure if I'd be able to pull it out.
1: By yourself. From
2: the middle of somewhere myself oh. and mm-hmm. with the Missouri River Current. Dude. So my whole, my whole premise was I'm going to keep this thing unsinkable. So if you notice, there are pool noodles. Yeah, I see that. On the side. <laughs> yeah. I bought... The greatest thing ever, dry <laughs> barrels that keep things yeah. oh. completely dry the whole right.
1: way. And they keep air yep. as well. Yeah, <laughs> as long as they're airtight, yeah.
2: And then since I was on a budget, they do have bow and stern bags that you fill with air. Yeah. Instead, I went and got some Star of the foam. floaty pools from Walmart <laughs> oh, and blew works. them up and they worked great. Think
1: smarter, not harder <laughs> yeah. there. So I don't. I don't
2: want to give it away, but I <laughs> did end up breaking the canoe and capsizing in the middle of Fort Peck Lake.
1: Holy and smokes! And it
2: never sank. I got to swim out to it, climb back in, bail. Stop. And I was like, "Yeah,
1: no oh, way! Oh my did. gosh!" Which is in yeah, the book, it's I assume, in the book. right? It's in the book. So, not only are you great because okay. you went to Nixa, but you're also an author that talks about all of these. Is this going to be backwards on Facebook, or can you make it? Look I have like no it's, idea what it'll look like. Well, we'll I'm find sorry. out in a little bit. So here's the book. Uh, pick it up where? We first could of put all? it.
2: It's on Amazon. Amazon. Uh, there's an ebook, a paperback, and the hardback version that you got there. Uh, but it's under "Digging Deeper." You can look it up under my name locally. I think people have my name, but also <laughs> USMC veteran solo paddles the Missouri and Mississippi rivers. Very the cool subtitle.
1: So, you know, to me, this is probably one of the most epic adventures anybody could go on in a group setting. But you're doing this by yourself. So, where did I know where they start, but the headwaters of the Missouri River start near Great Falls, Montana, am I correct? Close. Close.
2: So close. Um, Just north of Bozeman. Bozeman. uh, Three Forks, Montana is where the Jefferson, the Gallatin, and the Madison Rivers meet to create the Missouri River.
1: Right. So, one of the
2: most beautiful countries in the world.
1: Oh, it's so gorgeous up in that area. That's one of my favorite areas ever. We've I've stayed in Bozeman, but Glacier National Park is like one oh, of my favorite my places ever. It's hard not to like it. So you had time on your hands. You're traveling around the United States. And then did you just start thinking, I just want to try something insane, mm-hmm. really?
2: It never... It never to me, my mind as being insane. Well,
1: <laughs> insane people never know it's insane, that's Amanda. Uh, well, that's maybe. <laughs> but you know, to me, it's like... You've been through so much, anyways. You've been in the military. You've been to Iraq, and you've done all these right. things. So this to you, is probably not that insane. To me or David, it's like, boy, this is going to take a lot of effort, you know. But you're just that kind of person where you I took mean, it and you're like, I'm going to do it.
0: Maybe I'm insane too. I would do it. How long, well, how long? Well, how long? Sounds it, like fun. Well, yeah. I mean, I does. would want you with me, or somebody else with <laughs> We're me. We're going to get to that. <laughs> in a but second. by myself, we'll that this. may. Yeah. But I would definitely. Love, that's kind of a fun. So, thing. What what sounds segway. like a fun How long did it
1: take you to plan? Just figuring out. How long it's going to take me to do this? I, how, the amount of food I need, the stops along the way to get more food, water, all that kind of stuff, shelter. I mean, you're you're staying in a, a tent, I assume, right on the banks. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, how long did it take you to get from this, the planning process to putting that canoe in the water?
2: I planned for eight months, and then I prepped and packed for six weeks. Six weeks. And I did. It took me the six weeks because I did the I did some modifications on the canoe, as I mentioned, to right. keep it. Unsinkable, but I also put a sail on it. So we built a foot and got a mast. I, sw- I sewed the sail. <laughs> and it, it stuck it out through the whole six months somehow. I swore it would fall apart. but wow. <laughs> So I'm piecemealed. This whole thing's piecemealed together, you know, enterprising American spirit. One of but. the coolest
1: stories ever is you are, I can see you now making your sail in your your, your living room or something like that. And were you thinking at any point... I'm making my own sale to go out on a, one of the most epic adventures ever. Was it exciting during that time, or were you just nervous as I'll get out until you started? Because that would make me nervous.
2: I don't know. I think I think you just get going step to step to step, and and there were moments that I stopped, and I was like, am I really going to do this?
1: Oh, my gosh. Like, on the way there?
2: Like, through the whole <laughs> planning process. Right. I actually swore my family to secrecy, because I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm still going to chicken out until May.
1: Wow! Um,
2: so, I... Had Hank, I got him, and we had six weeks to get to know each other. Oh, During man. that prep period, though, that six weeks was kind of do or die, right. so um, it had to happen. But there's a there's a reality check there that once you get out there, there's no way off. There aren't roads that go to parts of the Missouri River in right. the in the northern parts, right? So. And
1: not a lot of you know, like our our last group that was here is River Access Coalition. As far as access to the Missouri River, there's not much of it. No. So you've got to know exactly along the way on your maps of where you're going to stop, where you're going to go to little towns along the way. How many stops did you make for food and things like that?
2: I had 11 packages that I packed ahead of time. So I oh. researched. Like you got
1: them delivered somewhere along the way? Yeah, I researched hmm.
2: post offices, actually, that were right on the river <laughs> oh. that I could walk to. Didn't
1: even know that would be I'd a I'd have thing, to expect so. that would, like, Oh, there would still be several
0: of those, because that would be, like, that'd be pretty common back in the day. Sure. You do want to have post offices on the river. But right? what we
1: found throughout this is most of that stuff's gone by the wayside. So you, By the riverside, you, you mean? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> But you researched yeah. and found post offices that you could park your canoe safely and walk up to them. So how far of a walk was most of these? I mean, this is interesting.
0: Most of them
2: are within a quarter to a half a mile. Wow. So the okay. pack- Not a bad walk. Okay. The packages, you had to think about, can I carry them? Oh, and gosh. Hank. Yeah. Um, so it's little stuff like that, but there was a lot of math involved, and I hate math. Well, so. it probably
1: felt good to get out of that canoe and walk a quarter mile, though, too, because you get a little numb when you're floating quite yeah. a bit. So start to finish, this took you how long again?
2: One hundred and seventy-five paddle days, one hundred and eighty-six calendar days. The discrepancy is that I took a break to go to a Chiefs game.
1: Oh, uh.
0: I watched them
2: beat the Packers. That that's year. a
0: good. That's a good time to mention that too, since the Chiefs are apparently doing well this year. Going right? to the
1: Super Bowl, baby.
0: So I have heard. Let me just say this. Let me just. Not say a hardcore this. fan at all. No, no, no. I don't care about football.
1: What? Oh gosh, <laughs> he's from Ozark. That's why.
0: Um, okay, let me let me clarify. I don't mind watching the game. I'm just not into it. Right, well. right, right. So you know, I don't. It's I have nothing against it. That's, that's
1: okay. We we. I'm more of a baseball guy, but I, like going in person you. baseball. I plan my river life around it. I was gonna say. Um, so you started in. <laughs> that's why I feel like I'm kind of the odd man Right, out but, now, you but, but you say you know. started in May.
2: No, I started on July 11th.
1: Oh, so July. Oh. Okay, I'm thinking, man, you didn't get very far. Cause That's you a good time Kansas to start in Montana. In October. One of, my,
2: one of my biggest lessons learned in the whole thing was I should have left earlier. Um, living oh. in Montana for so long, we have a lot of injuries and deaths from runoff. Oh, so people yeah. get caught in the rivers, the Missouri River, but also the Yellowstone and others around oh. there. Oh, yeah. And so I was a little bit cautious, probably more cautious than necessary, about the runoff and floating in that. Sure. Um, it turned out that was a drought year.
1: Oh, god! Uh,
2: <laughs> so I waited to launch, and the trip took me longer than I thought it would. And so I ended in the winter, which was miserable.
1: Well, but at least you ended in the Gulf of Mexico, right? I did. So at least it was in somewhat warmer weather. But you'd be surprised that the Gulf somewhat. of Mexico is really not that warmer on that time. I was of in year. the southern <laughs> tip
0: of Texas last year, and it was snowing. Oh, gosh. This was in January, of course. But it was but like, it was still, I was very surprised. Literally so you, five miles from Mexico. Right. Like, so
1: you're in what, Christmas time when you finished? Yeah.
2: That, I have a Christmas Island, that <laughs> Christmas, is island? A Christmas Island oh. that Island um south of Greenville Mississippi okay
1: oh an actual where island. I spent
2: Christmas okay. on a sandy island by myself oh on my day. God. Oh, okay oh my it gosh. was a beautiful island and a mm-hmm. beautiful 70 degree day oh that one, is, that's one a nice of day to three, end though on. yeah. one of three though <laughs> that whole it was a mental game because you think you get to Memphis and you get moderate weather right and I, every time I turned around it was raining it snowed three times The wind gets colder. Oh, my gosh. It's just. Is that
1: when you were like, all right. Oh, I wanted to quit. I'm thinking about quitting this. Oh, I wanted to quit. Oh, my gosh.
2: Called mom. I said, next road. And she goes, you cannot quit now.
1: Thank God for mom. You did not
2: come this far to quit now.
1: Your mom. Yeah. Wow. That's an, an interesting story in itself. So you had lots of support. You had people willing to come pick you up. As well. Uh, and your mom says, no, you're going to continue this. And you still had, what, 500 <laughs> miles left, maybe 400 miles um, from Memphis ish? Wh-
2: what was that? It's about 800. Don't misquote me. I need to You're probably about right.
1: You've already said eight.
0: multiple times you're not good at math. That's you right. do the math. Yeah, yeah, so nobody
2: will judge me, right? <laughs> right. No. no.
1: No
0: judgment. <laughs> judgment free zone. No it's judgment. It's all expectations. good. Set the you're not a, geog- <laughs> you're a historian, not a geographer. Right, um, we're good.
2: I think it was. <laughs> I, I want to say it was between 800 and 1,000 from Memphis. Jeez. So I was right around six 600 left at that point.
1: So how many miles this trip from Montana to the Gulf of Mexico, how many miles is that approximately?
2: You know, it's crazy. So it's 3,300 to 3,800, depending on the paddler. There's only about 49, now 50 paddlers because another guy just finished it.
1: That's all that's done this trip. Could have done it. 50 people? Yeah. Unreal. Wow.
0: I think more people have swam the English Channel, probably. I, I would know. assume. I don't know. That's insane. I have to look,
1: we'll have to look at that fact. Well, I that's because British sad. people are crazy. You guys keep talking. I'm but I up. don't, you know, to me, that seems insurmountable. I mean, I've driven that, and it, <laughs> it wore me out, right? I've done that, or I've driven that, and it, it is something that will wear you out even in a vehicle, much less in a canoe with all of this equipment, with a dog you got to keep alive, keep happy, keep stopping, and things like that. Um what goes through your mind at this point though, when you're getting ready to quit, I mean, and your mom says you can't, I'm not, I'm not coming to pick you up. There's not an Uber anywhere that's going to come get you. So you kind of just have to keep going. Right. Because was your mom stationed down at the Gulf of Mexico waiting on you? Who was waiting on you at the end?
2: Yeah, we had a checkpoint where they would drive down in my truck Mm -hmm. to get me, but that hadn't hit yet, obviously. But I think what goes through my mind in that moment is very clear. It's, and that's where the title of the book comes from. This will be cheesy, but I dug deeper and, didn't have another option and so you do that. But I, hmm. what I find it so um, unique about adventures, any adventure, not even just outdoor adventures, but something new and something hard that we have to work hard for, you come out of that on the other side. And what it's done is if you're familiar with the Maslows hierarchy, by distilling our lives down to the simple nature of the bottom levels, you find you've grown to the top levels and you know you're Hmm. capable of so much more and your thought process has changed and the way you think about it just I don't know changes yes it changes
1: that's cool especially after everything you've been through in the military and like I said going to Iraq and things like that you you probably were involved in things that you never thought you'd be doing there either I think know.
2: that goes unsaid. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So, and
1: you got forced into this thing nine months after joining the military, <laughs> and then uh, and then all of a sudden now you're you're on this epic adventure by yourself. And I can't stress enough that I wouldn't want to do this personally by myself. And then for and not to be sexist or anything, but for a female that's what five six, <laughs> thank you, five, 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 four. <laughs> I mean gracious. If I'm
2: stretching it, I'm five. Right, two. right.
1: A good day. Okay. <laughs> Uh, you have tall shoes on. He was today just there. being generous, yeah, uh, that's good. but still. So you know, you're thinking that you have this this little this little lady that's out here, and she's wearing her chief's beanie, and and you're you're <laughs> you're crossing through all of these places. And tell us a little bit about the people that you met, because I'm sure that probably helped keep you going a little bit, right? You met some folks along the way. Tell us a little bit about who that was.
2: It did, and I think that's a message that people have really welcomed. Just the general goodness and the good faith of the people around us across the country. This journey stretched through 13 states and I met people in all of those states whether they were on the river or took me off the river Um, but I did come in contact with the Missouri River Paddlers group Norm Miller ran into him on expedition on the upper Missouri River and he connected me with what's known as river angels who Mm -hmm. live along the river and they like paddlers they Mm -hmm. like to hear the stories they like to help out take you off give you a hot shower hot meal place to sleep outside of a tent and
0: unreal that's really cool
2: and they have their the the best part is they have their own stories too right yeah they've got all these paddlers if you become an angel yeah and oh my i'm gosh. going there's this whole Emperor world yeah. out here that i didn't know existed yeah. on these rivers so
1: that's the most important thing about it i think you know not just your personal growth which is amazing in itself to to be able to have the mental fortitude to go do this type of thing but then to hear that there's people that literally go out of their way to make sure people are okay yeah you know, that's one thing that, you know, if you, if, and I, I was sick back in December. So all I did was watch TV all day long when I wasn't sleeping and it was like torture, Because it's all negative all day long, and you wouldn't ever think that there's people out there that would go out of their way for no fee whatsoever. They're prepared to have people that if they see them, they're going to stop and make sure that they feel okay enough to come in and feel secure and get a night's sleep, and you don't feel like they're a serial killer along the way and things like that, because that probably would go through my mind. (laughs) Hopefully
2: your intuition kicks in. Yeah, hopefully, (laughs) You have very good intuition, Amanda.
1: And so to me, that is the epitome of of our society in general, is the fact that we do have so many good people willing to take care of each other that are complete strangers and it says a lot about somebody who's willing to yeah. call themselves a river angel they put themselves in that position for a yeah. reason they stay there for a reason and and they help support people along the way yeah. and that's an amazing thing right there is there any names you want to give a shout out to just in case they come along oh my gosh you never know who they I are i shouldn't
2: but... do that because there's such yeah, a long right. list yeah
1: you're right. oh really if if that i leave somebody out now i feel pressure. like <laughs> i feel like too it's
0: like is this like a secret society it over? sounds secret like secret signs everywhere so what Did is they have it have their own facebook group it, it, they I mean, do
2: they yeah. do it, it kind of is and the mississippi has theirs too okay but they're so welcoming i mean yeah. this community is and i would just to your comments i would argue that those people that are giving out of love with no limits are the majority right there's yeah. the message that i think our world needs to remember our country needs to remember they're not the minority right you know well
1: that's that's the, for sure. that's
0: the blessing and the curse of being so interconnected is that we, we hear the negative things and we want to focus on that. And honestly, from a storyteller's perspective, it's always fun to tell the extremes, like either really high goods or really high bads. And most people tend to focus on those things where it's like, most people just live middle of the road they want to help people out they don't want to be passed on the interaction but they really well they they really want to help people especially someone who lives
1: out in the middle of nowhere by the missouri river mississippi river i would just
0: be so bored i would just be a river angel just for that right i'm just in the middle of nowhere i can imagine on a river people they meet
1: doing this you have
2: to be okay with (laughs) solitude and i think people don't choose to do this if you don't know yourself well you have to be yeah. comfortable with who you are well and
1: if you're not you're probably going to be you're pretty familiar there. with yourself you're pretty quickly along <laughs> the way and that's what is a good segue into what you're doing now i mean you, you've done all this stuff i which feel is like though i need to give awesome.
0: a fun fact first let's do oh, it wow. the number of channel swimmers wow. 1881 oh wow that is the total number of people Did that you have you pull that out of your
1: ass? Where'd you get that from? Of my phone. Oh, I didn't realize it was sitting there. Wow. That was in
0: my pocket. Okay, but good. I'm like, man, where'd you
1: get this from? <laughs> uh, but you know what? And that's what's funny is that is way more than the people that have tried this adventure. Yeah. And that's right well, here in the Well, and they've States. had a lot more people even yeah. try. Right. Than
0: the, well, that's the number that completed it. But right. yeah, that, the fact that only 50 people have completed that. This is insane to me. That, that is interesting. Now Where it makes
1: it, me does wonder how many people gave up <laughs> along the way. Yeah. You know, that's true every year. I can only imagine. Well, one of my coaches in high school's name is Howard Greenwood. Shout out to Howard. He follows the page. He does a lot of outdoor stuff now that he's retired. And Mm -hmm. Howard's one of the nicest, best people I've ever met in my entire life. He does the Missouri Paddler uh, race every year uh, that goes all the way down to St. Louis and stuff. And uh, that to me in itself is very difficult to do, but at least they're doing that in a group. Um, But to segue into what you do now, because we do have to go, but I want to talk a lot more about uh, the True Path Adventures that you started. And it's, it's even better because like your mom is one of the probably one of the nicest people ever I'm assuming right uh, to help you out doing all of this stuff and then to give you uh, access to the family property that you guys have out toward Pro Tem is that correct out past Forsyth yep. and it's, Creek, talk yeah. to him talk to us a little bit more about that because what you talk about right here with your sample discussion topics is growing perspective which is something that it seems like is always a self-taught journey but you're giving people the opportunity to have that which is huge. You're facing fears. Um, we'll get into that, what that is. Learning from mistakes. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Uh, applying practical life skills. I mean, this this means that it almost seems like when you leave, you're, you're going to be a pretty well-rounded person. So developing mental and emo- emotional fortitude. Man, mental fortitude and emotional fortitude are two totally different things, right? Yeah. That's my word yep. for my daughter this year it's is emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, practicing courage, patience, and perseverance. So... All of this, obviously, is a general synopsis of what you did and what this book is about. So this is what you're going to go help people learn how to do. Tell us how they're going to be able to do this. How can they get in contact with you? What do they do throughout the process?
2: Sure. Um, I think our world tells us that you're either born with a lot of those or you're not. And so people grow up in a fixed mindset thinking that they can't develop these skills. And I don't believe that. I have learned in my life that awareness leads to learning. And if you proactively choose to practice these things, we can develop every one of those and more. Right. Much more. Makes sense, Um, On the river trip, uh, two of the river angels that I met actually gave me some very blessed advice. I've had a long-time dream to do this, and I pictured it as, air quotes, the ranch, (laughs) um, where I would provide kids kind of more of a gated area, a structured area that was safe, where they could go out and kind of stretch these skills but they didn't have to do it in a 3300 mile adventure out on their own.
1: Oh. Good. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank God. Mm-hmm. So
2: so we don't want to slap in the face. We want a gentle introduction for right. for kids, but yeah. these ladies I said, "Well, what would you do? They're in the hospitality mm. industry. What would you, what would your advice be? What do I need to know?" Mm. And they said, "Whatever you do, just start. Start small. Start with what you have, but just start." Right. And it's I would before they said that it was kind of like a light bulb before they said (laughs) that i would have told you that was on a 15 to 20 year plan right like retirement. i gotta have
1: this ready this ready this ready yeah gotta be a millionaire got it you know right
2: um instead i kind of sat down and crunched some numbers and go i really don't need much to get this started and that's sort of what you're teaching the kids resourcefulness flexibility things like that so it really is a self-fulfilling thing um the funny thing, as I shared with you earlier, is my passion project was the kids. Well, I've had so many adults come to me and go, why just kids? That's not fair. <laughs> and so now we're looking I at... I feel that way that's often. That's not <laughs> fair. <laughs> that's not fair. See the thing kids are doing,
0: it's like, no, I want to do that. Yeah. yeah. Insert foot stomp here. Right. <laughs> um
2: So I am looking at ways that I can consult and and do some limited guiding, but I've been invited to speak at a couple of schools and other locations, Oh man! and I found, I used to be terrified of public speaking, and I found (laughs) that I actually really enjoyed that, and it expands the number of people Hmm. that I can share this message with.
1: You're very eloquent, though, so you're natural at it. Oh,
2: I haven't always been.
1: I can imagine. I give yeah. a lot Just like of-
0: you said; you have to practice, and you can you look, develop these it's skills. It's mental fortitude. And, yeah. It's it's it's, it's developing too.
1: Mes- mental and emotional fortitude because you really do have to control your emotions when you're speaking yeah. in front of people, yes. and that's you hard too. to do and keep on tap on topic. So
2: I give a lot of credit to corporate
1: America. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. all the training seminars are yeah. finally paying off oh, for man. you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, so if you guys want to check it out, it is True Path Adventures, and tell them again how they can get in touch with you, Amanda.
2: Yes, my website is www.truepath coaching.com.
1: So it's not just for kids, it's for adults as well. And we want to see you take this thing to the next level. So, are you, do you have any classes coming up soon that people need to know about and they just get in touch with you to sign up?
2: Yep, they can actually sign up on the website for the youth courses. Those are, I have a few of those already scheduled for 2023. So they are out there available for sign up. I will do custom things on the side if they just give me a call or shoot me an email and hmm. we'll we'll talk it through but don't be afraid to reach out
1: Very cool. even if
2: it's a vague idea we can take the first steps together.
1: Well, and I think that's something that is, it says a lot about you because you're willing to to help people even further their dreams throughout this. I mean, I don't know what you're going to spur with this, but I imagine that there's going to be a lot of greatness come out of it, not just from you, but people that you're serving throughout this. You never know what you're going to spark with somebody. And that's why I love personally getting out and exploring myself. You're going to help these people facilitate doing this. You're even going to be a consultant for one lady soon to do yes. the Missouri River is that right? Yes. Is that something you want to incorporate into yeah. your business, is doing more of that too?
2: That's one of those custom jobs. Um, okay, she, when you af- say custom. Yeah, after I, after I opened my mind to the adult side of things and kind of exploring how I could meet that market mm-hmm. desire, right? she called me two days later and said, I want you to guide me on the Missouri River. So I kind of mm. was going, okay, God, <laughs> what, <are> you, <laughs> I was what say, do you want me to Have do you ever heard this? of the law of yeah. attraction, Amanda? Yeah, right. I don't know.
1: <laughs> you attracted that. Uh, so that would be another form of your business and and we want to try to help support you as much as we can. Thank you so much for coming and telling us a brief part of this story. That was incredible. If you guys want to know more about that journey of one of 50 people to complete this and probably, I don't know how many people probably wrote books about this, but I know that this is a nice, big, hefty, thick book. So there's probably a lot more detail in here than what you guys just got from Amanda. Um, you can pick this book up at Amazon. Is that correct? Um,
2: Digging deeper,
1: digging deeper. USMC veteran solo paddles the Missouri and Mississippi rivers. Uh, Amanda Haynes, you're awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And we're going to keep following you, and we want to follow your true path adventures. And so, um, let's see if we can get me out there, one of us out there and uh, maybe take a little day course when you've got yes. some kids out there some adults oh, yeah, out there. Fine. I want to come see what you yeah. do, uh, Let's do that. and maybe we could bring some equipment and we could do some, some recording of some of this. So, um, Yeah, so I, I really feel like this is a good relationship for us to build and, and, mm-hmm. and I'm so glad to reconnect with you yes. after all these years and uh, we're going to keep in contact with Amanda Hanus. We're going to keep doing uh, some, some specials on True Path Adventures, uh, but again, thank you so, so much for coming out here we appreciate you. Thank
2: you guys for having me. What a joy
1: oh, to be here. Well, thank you for that. Yes. And uh, one thing we always say is, is thanks for coming on, but keep exploring the Ozarks. Yeah. Thanks, Amanda. Thanks again for listening to Exploring the Ozarks. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe to our social media channels to help us keep exploring the stories of the Ozarks. If you're looking for more ways to support our show, we have sponsorships for businesses and Patreon for individual supporters. Check the links in the description for more details. Thanks for your support and keep exploring the Ozarks.